We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to a special episode from the Field of 68 with Hunter Dickinson and Armando Baycott, uh, two of the best players in college basketball, two of the best big men, and they discuss their long-standing relationship back to the AAU days, their big NIL purchases, they talk about the change from last year to this year, and everything. Great conversation with two of the best, Hunter Dickinson, Armando Baycott. All right, now pleased to be joined by... Maybe I, I don't know if I could say this, but I think my two favorite players in the country. I, I'm supposed to be objective here. I'm not supposed to say it, but I, honestly, two of you guys make uh, covering college basketball fun when there's a lot of shit going on in college hoops these days. Uh, so welcome uh, the veteran, uh, the older dude, Armando Baycott from Carolina at, at what, 32 years old, and 32. Hunter Dickinson. Now at Kansas, uh, what are you, a, a young 28? You, you would think, looking at Twitter, you would think. <laughs> how how old are you guys first? Mondo, how old are you now? 23. Hunter? Yeah, I just turned 23. So you're both 23. You're both 23. The background here for people that don't know it is, you guys have known each other since how old? Seventh grade? Yeah, since I was like 13, I think. Yeah. Team takeover. Keith Stevens, a, a raging lunatic on the court, as we know. His, his greatest front court of all time, too. <laughs> greatest yeah, AU yeah. front court of all time? That is facts. That is facts. Listen, wait, 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 guys. I saw the Atlanta Celtics years ago. I'm old enough to remember. Dwight Howard, Randolph Morris, Josh Smith. No offense, guys, but they had you beat. They had you beat. They were, they were, you guys were good, and, and when you took down James Wiseman, that's when I knew Hunter was actually a player. I already knew, Mondo, you were a player then. But, like, Hunter, I was like, all right, he runs a little funny. He looks a little goofy. But this dude can play. What did you think, Mondo, like, the first time you saw Hunter, what what was your reaction? First time I saw him, I was like, damn, he tall. Because, I mean, I was somewhat tall, but he was, like, 6'10 in the seventh grade. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, I mean, he was always really skilled, really. So, he's always been a great player. Are, are you surprised at the transformation of, of Hunter? Not only on the court now, jacking threes and making him at a high clip, but also his personality and, and how he's kind of grown into being this guy that now is like, loves <laughs> to be hated in a way? Or, or has that always been him? 
Now, Hunter has always been an asshole. He always talk a lot of trash and mess with people. I was always the cool, chill guy, but he was always <laughs> talking trash, starting stuff, doing that. Oh, no, Jeff, don't let him lie to you. After we won Peach Jam, oh, we, true. Were, that is true. we were at a tournament in Atlanta. We were playing uh, <laughs> Kai Jones's team, and this man got into a – he got into some with, with their team, and he got Keith – somehow Keith got – Three techs in one game and still was coaching. They didn't throw him out after the second? They didn't throw him out. No. It was crazy. Sam, y'all so, right. the whole team leaving. Yeah. So, yeah, Mondo's this guy, Hunter, that, like, everybody loves. Like, again, chill. Like, whether you're playing against them, Carolina, they love them. Even when you guys struggled last year, Mondo, like everybody's still taking pictures, giving you hugs. Like it's like you won the title. Everybody loves them. Give me, give me a, give me a story of again, Mondo. Maybe the other side of him a little bit. You just gave me one, but like, what is or is that him all the time? No, I, I will say Mondo is probably like one of the one of the funniest guys I've been around, and he's like the ultimate people's person. Like he is the best at like being able to conversate with all different kinds of people. Uh, we always go like we've, we've been uh, going to the Derby the last like two years, the Kentucky Derby. And he's the ultimate like people pleaser. He's always like, he's very good at being able to like, just conversate with people and kind of like get people to like him. Listen, you guys have been around forever. Uh, last year was not easy for either of you. Right. I mean, obviously we know both of you guys, it was a rough year. Right now, uh, number three, Kansas in the country. Number yeah. four, Carolina in the country. Like, what? what's it like? I'll start with you, Mondo. Uh, what's it like for you as opposed to a year ago? And, and you, you've been on the ultimate roller coaster ride the last, yeah. like, two years. I've let's be honest. So, I mean, for Hunter, I think this is a situation he was in, like, his freshman and sophomore year, like, Big team, good all throughout. But for me, this is really the first time in five years where we've been good, like mid-season, like really the whole season, but in this position mid-season. I mean, it's a great feeling, but I've been just trying not to be complacent and just letting the guys know, like, really, we haven't done anything. We got to keep it going. How much do you guys talk to each other during the year? Man, we talk all the time. We got the same manager, so – a lot of the times it's him talking to both of us. Daniel, he's great. But, I mean, we talk all the time. He don't want to play me in Madden, though, Jeff. That's the problem. No, nah, we got to get to it. We're going to get to it for sure. I got to get less some steam off anyway because you saw my ego. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Listen, I look back. True, I think Mondo's 2-0 and against you, Hunter. Career in college. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. The first game, yeah, they blew us out at home. And then the second game, yeah, and it was a close one, but that was like the story of our season last year. Just I, caught him, I caught him when he played it played with two bad teams though. So we'll have to we'll have to uh see each other this year, hopefully in the championship. I we need I need to see Kansas again for sure. And he yeah, knows I'm all sure my moves, do. Jeff. He what? He knows them all? Yeah, he knows all my moves. He knows what I'm gonna get to. You, you know, by the way, uh, the year before you got to, to Michigan, Carolina did did lose in, in the Battle of Atlantis, I believe. To oh, Michigan. yeah. Tess, just so you know, Tess, he before you me. came, oh, sure. yeah. He's a big dude.
how, how were the battles pretty good from you guys back in the AU days? Did you guys used to go at it pretty good? For sure. I mean, Hunter, he's so skilled, so big, so he definitely gave me trouble for sure. Um, lot of, I think that was probably. Talking? I mean, it was mostly like practice. Um, uh -huh. Those were probably like our best, you know, games was the practices because we were so good and we were so deep, like one through, you know, I think we had like 11 guys. Like, and so we were able to put different guys, like we were able to split up the teams and make it really competitive. So I think those are probably like the reasons why we were so good was because our. Yeah, practice. I mean, I look, yeah, I look back at our team. It was crazy. We had Ann Harris. We had um, Roach. Didn't Moore, Roach? Yeah, we had, matter of fact, we had, we had Roach at the one, and Harris at the two, Justin Moore at the three, me at the 400 at the five. And we had, uh, we had Jameer we had, coming off the bench. He was like, we, we had, had four high major guys go, like, we had four high division one guys coming off the bench. We had Josh Oduru. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. five. Um, DJ Jarvis was a Florida, Charles. Casey at North Carolina State and then T. Will at Michigan. Yeah, no, you guys were loaded. Absolutely uh, loaded. All right. So what you guys are both having unbelievable years. I think both in the top five and in, in rebounding right now nationally. Um, when you look at the bigs around the country now and, and you see Zach Eady dominating again, um, you know, you see Donovan Klingon talked about a ton. He just came back. And those guys on, on draft boards, first round. Because it's weird. Like, we know how it's – the NBA has changed now, right? Like, you guys 10 years ago would have been gone by now. You would have been first-round picks. And now it's completely changed. But when you see those guys on the board now – and they're mock drafts. So, you got to take them with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm working on a mock draft now. And to be honest, don't even look at it. Uh, but – when you see that with those big guys, what do you think? What do you think, Hunter? Well, I've, I've always thought that, like, you know, there, there's always going to be a place for a really good big man in, in, in basketball. And you kind of see that with Joel Embiid and, and Jokic now bringing it back where if you have a dominant big man or a big man that's able to score, um, that's always going to be effective. Like, I think, you know, the Warriors tried to bring it to where, you know, they played five out and, you know, shoot a lot of threes and stuff like that. But, that only work because you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And so a lot of teams try to, you know, emulate that. And, you know, there's not a, like, there's not a lot, there's only one, one Steph Curry, one Clay Thompson out there. And so I think a lot of teams are starting to realize that, you know, you can't just shoot a ton of threes with guys that aren't Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You got to try to get more efficient shots. And I think that's kind of what is bringing back the big man a little bit, but also just, you know, there's so many good big men now in the NBA where, if you don't have one that's kind of, you know, a position where you're kind of just lacking some talent. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Hunter, and I think what Zach Eadie's doing, he's really helping us, real, because with this play, it's drawing more attention, more attention to the position. So, I mean, I know I'm all for it, and I think it's a place for me and Hunter. What do you guys think? Now, you both played against Eadie? Obviously, I know, Hunter, you have. Right, you both yeah, played I played against him. I played against him his sophomore year, so yeah. he, he wasn't, wasn't Zach Eady. Yeah, but I mean, right. I felt it though for sure because he was starting, but Williams was more the guy he went to. What What's it like going against him, Hunter? You've got against him a little bit more. Why? Why is he so dominant? Like obviously, and everybody's like, "Well, he's just big." 
and he gets every call and this and that. Like, describe what it's like to play against Zach Eady and his his kind of transformation over the years. Well, I mean, I would say like part of the reason why is because he's so strong. Like you see some big guys and, you know, they're not really like you're able to move them easier. And for him, he's just like it's really hard to move him because he's super strong. He's got a really good base. Um, and like they try to say he gets all the calls. You do. You are able to get like the defender is able to get like a little bit more leeway with him with pushing and stuff. I, like, I can personally attest to that. Um, like they let you move him a little bit more and like push him a little bit more. But I would say just the fact that like, you know, they're so willing to throw him the ball um, every possession. And it's like, you can't take one possession off. It was kind of where it was kind of similar to like Luke Garza, where you really got to guard him for 30 seconds, every play down the floor, because if you slip up a little bit, they're going to throw it to him. And, you know, if he's got an angle, you know, it's pretty much a bucket every time. So I think it's just the fact that you got to really guard him for 30 seconds, every possession and be locked in the whole possession. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, Purdue is like the one team, like, where, like, truly, like, him as a big, the team is completely built around him. And I think Coach Painter does a great job of, like, he's just creative with what he does. And he does a lot of, like, posting Zach E.D. up in the middle. So it's really no way you can double team him. And I think, like, he's really good at doing the simple things. I think that's what makes him so good. Like, he's the leader at, perfecting the drop step and just doing the simple things. So we talked a little bit about Mondo and, and his difference from a year ago till today. Uh, Hunter, obviously you were in Ann Arbor. Everybody thought you'd finish there. You had your kind of network in Ann Arbor, which is strong, and you left it. Like, and that was the one thing I was like, man, that's hard to do, right? That's hard to do because you're set up there for the rest of your life. And when you leave that, it's probably gone, right? It's probably gone, yeah. but obviously you you went because you felt like it was the best move for your career, chance to play in the NBA, chance to play for Bill Self, one of the best coaches uh, in the game, especially for bigs. What's well, How hard was that decision, first of all, to leave Michigan? Because you knew, you're smart enough to know, like, that's one that you, you'll be able to take advantage of for the rest of your life. Yeah, it, it was extremely hard, I would say, to leave. Um, yeah, like with the connections and everything. But I'd say now, like all the connections that I really wanted and the ones that I felt like, you know, like I really knew the people, they're, they, they're still there, obviously, but not, I mean, maybe not in the same capacity, but I still talk to them. Um, I would say like the, the thing that made it the hardest wasn't like, you know, the legacy of, you know, maybe getting my jersey retired or like, you know, all the stats, all the accolades, all the connections. It was probably just leaving Juwan, honestly. That was, like, the hardest thing. That was, like, the thing that made me really, like, kind of try to push it off for, like, a day or two was really just, you know, having to tell him face-to-face that I'm leaving because, like, that's really, like, that's probably, like, the closest thing I've had to, like, like another dad was Juwan. Like, he, like, really was, like, that dude for me. And, like, when I was in there, like, we, like, he, I was bawling my eyes at telling him, like, to, like I had to leave because – that's just kind of like how I feel about him. And like, we still text, like we still text to this day. And like, that's just like, you know, that's a, that's a relationship that I hope I always will have in my life because just the person he is. And so leaving him was super tough, but um, looking back on it, I do think, you know, that was like the best decision that I could ever made, especially given like the teams I have, obviously like maybe, you know, if I would have went to Kentucky, uh, we might've still had like similar success, 
But Thank here God. in Kentucky, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that would have been crazy. Yeah, Kansas has been super great for me. Um, I've had so much fun here. I feel like a like almost like a freshman when I got here because it was so new and everything was so new. And so I think it was like a fresh a breath of fresh air just being in a new situation with new guys, new system, everything. It's it's been great. Hey Mondo, remember uh when I said two years ago how soft you guys were. Mm-hmm. And then Hubert played it for you guys, right? He, which I didn't know until the final four that he played yeah. that tape for you right guys. Right the game. So we watched the whole tape. Did you know that, Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. So uh, I've said earlier this year, I don't know if you've seen this, I assume you have, uh, that I do, I do not think Kansas can win six straight games. Yeah, I, I have. And, you know, the Kansas Twitter is not, not a big fan of Jeff Kuma. Nobody's a big like. Actually, I, I shouldn't say nobody, but I mean Carolina fans. Mondo, the, the funniest part. I see him in Clemson, whatever, ten days ago, and post game, I didn't tell him I was coming, and he sees me, and he goes something like, "There's like I don't know seven or eight reporters in there," and uh, and Mondo says, "Yeah, yeah, we hate Jeff Goodman," and you hear somebody go, <laughs> like, like, like no idea, and uh, they thought they had a headline. They did. No, no. I have people sending me the YouTube clip. They're like, Mondo's an asshole. Why would he, why would he, a coach, another ACC coach sends me the clip and they're like, <laughs> they're like, what an asshole thing to say. And I'm like, no, no, no don't worry. Like this. Is <laughs> shit. I got uh, a question for Hunter. So like, if you go back to Michigan, like, are they going to boo you? I'm actually curious. Like, what, what is that whole relationship with the fan base? Like, how does that work? Cause like, Feel like they got mixed emotions about you. No, they, uh, it's a hundred percent mixed emotions for sure. <laughs> I, there are, it is very mixed. Um, you know, I actually was thinking about that because when Ernest came back to Kansas, there was a big thing on like Kansas Twitter about like whether they should boo him or cheer for him. Um, and that was kind of like, and so I, that had me thinking like, thank, thankfully, I don't have to go back because I, I'd probably play terrible if I had to go back there. But um, I, I don't, I mean, I would hope. They would cheer for me in like the pregame, the like the the yeah. intro. I would help, but then obviously during the game, like don't cheer for me. That's you know, I'm I'm like I'm not on your team. Like we don't have to try to fake. Like we don't. I, I'm not expecting that much from them. But I mean, maybe maybe a little cheer for the for the pregame. But you know, I I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, mind it either way. I I understand both sides. I mean, I think now we had a time in college basketball where. Guys will be going back to their old colleges and getting tribute videos like in the NBA. <laughs> that would be nuts to get a tribute video in college. It it is kind of crazy now, though. I mean, you think about it and how it can change since you guys got to campus. Like, think about that. Like the NIL, the transfers now. I mean, there there were transfers then, but look at Carolina's team. I mean, back when Roy. Roy Williams used to come up to me every year because I've done the transfer list since like 2010, right? I started this thing and uh, Roy would come up to me every year and he'd be like at the combine or wherever. He'd be like, yeah, another year. We don't have a transfer. Like he was so proud of the yep. fact that nobody would transfer out of that Carolina program. And look today, like you're let, let's face it without these couple transfers, you know, two, three transfers, you guys, who knows what you're like right now, Monday. I mean, it's crazy. And I think 
even on a good team, when you get a winning good team, a lot of guys, let's say, who came off the bench and stuff, they want to go to and get more opportunities and it's more money out there for them. I mean, I think if it was one thing in college basketball I would probably want to change or figure out just a different way to go about it is definitely a transfer portal because, like, I'm all for it. But at the same time, too, like, I miss times in college where, like, it was hard and you had to figure it out. Like, going from my freshman year, it was hard. Like, I didn't know if I'd be good enough to play in the ACC. Then that next year, Coach Williams, he brought in Walker Kessler, pro, um, De'Ron Sharp, pro, and we still had Garrison. So, really, I hadn't – I didn't know what was to come for me in my sophomore year. But, for me, I took on that challenge, and I feel like the guys coming in nowadays – that's the thing where they're going to transfer right away. Hey, when when Hunter decided he was transferring and announced it, I don't know if you knew ahead of time. If I assume he probably told you ahead of time a little. No, bit. I had no clue when he transferred. I was like, "Wow, that was crazy." So when he did it, you remember? Like, did you did you hit him up right away? And did you think about, "Hey, all right, he's going to get really paid here. Like, should I put my name in the portal?" There had to be a thought for a minute. Oh, I mean. I, I could never transfer from Carolina. No way, no chance, no how. But, well, Hunter, I definitely thought it was crazy because I feel like we haven't had a player, like, as good as him ever in the transfer portal like that. I mean, I think it makes sense why he transferred for sure, but that 100% caught me off guard, and I definitely thought it out. I'm like, dang, like, he's going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys talk to each other about NIL at all? Same, I mean, we have the same, same guy. Yeah, we got we got yeah, the, we have same the same guy. guy. So like, it's like, but yeah, like we're 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 like. I mean, we don't really need to talk about it. I feel like, but like we kind of like obviously know what you, we what each other is getting in terms of deals because we're the yeah. same guy. Is that helpful though to be able to talk to somebody else and know what somebody else kind of at your level is is getting and even what you guys are going through. Like, cause I said, and, and Mondo, you and I talked about this even this past summer of like, all right, how hard it is when it comes at you as quick as it did, especially for you where you guys weren't winning all of a sudden you go on that run. Everything comes so fast. You're traveling in the off season. Like you said, you didn't have a chance to get healthy before last year. Like, is it good to have each other that you can kind of talk about some of the things that you've gone through? For sure. I mean, just me and Hunter, I feel like we both kind of had somewhat of like a similar like college experience in a sense. So it's definitely good just having him in my corner and just being able to talk about stuff and kind of getting his opinion on different things. Give, give me your favorite NIL purchases. Give me the, the, the one thing you've been able to buy, whether it's for you, whether it's for your family, whoever it's for, the, the one thing that you're like, you know what? Like, I never would have been able to do this before. And it might be something extravagant. Like, maybe you bought a car. I don't know. I'd say cars because uh, I got my mom a car, but also um, I got an Audi, too, like a QA. It's a nice car. I mean, it's definitely a car I didn't think I would have this young, and I love it. So that was my best. Hunter, I also I saw Mike yesterday. He uh, flew down to the game when we played Louisville. <laughs> Mike Vaughn, dude out of Louisville. That's who I got my car from, so. He's a good dude. Good. Hey, hey, it took me till hey, it took me till fifty two to get an Audi. All right, I just got an Audi convertible, so you're 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 way the hell ahead of me on that. I think Hunter got like a Lamborghini truck or something. I know Kansas, they got. Nah, I, 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 at Michigan, I had I had gotten me a, a Ford Bronco, 
and that was that yeah that, that was really cool but now uh i'm in some a little bit a little bit better What do you got now? uh a range rover Oh, man, I didn't know that. Jesus, excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, so getting back to um to my comment that I didn't think Kansas could win six straight. Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. Because my biggest thing, Hunter, is depth. And I know Johnny Furphy's coming off a big game here, huge game. And he I've said from before the season, I think he's an X factor for you, a major X factor. We know you got four dudes that are at the highest level. And, and Harris has to be a little bit more assertive consistently looking for his own. But he's an elite point guard. McCullers have an incredible year. I mean, absolutely. And, like, I love his story because I've known Kevin since he was a freshman. And just watching his progression has been phenomenal on the offensive end. Uh, but you guys don't shoot it great. Like, the numbers are actually better from three overall than I think maybe I give you credit for. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think Juan's shooting like fifty percent. I'm shooting in the forties. I don't, I don't know what Kev's shooting, but, um, like, yeah, we might not take a lot, but I think we do shoot at least you know a decent percentage from three. But I would say the reason why we're so dangerous is because you know we are so young. I mean, we have the four vets, but other than that, all the other guys are new except for Nick. But I mean, he's still new to you know high division one, but. These guys are still learning and still getting better each and every day. Like you can see the progress Marco, Mari, and Johnny have made, and even Nick, especially from the defensive end from the summer till now. And guys are really starting to get it, I think, more and more. And I, I think that's what we saw when we played Marquette. Marquette was like pretty much a you know a finalized team when we played them back in in Hawaii, and we felt like you know get us back and you know get us there in November, but. I think come to, uh, March and early April, I think we'll be a totally different team than where we were in, in November. And I think that'll be one of the reasons why we're, you know, one of the most dangerous teams. And, you know, we got, you know, a Hall of Famer back there coaching us, you know, drawing up plays. And so that's always going to put us in a dangerous position to get four teams. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, 
Adidas. Hey, Mondo, Hubert has gone through the roller coaster you've gone through, but even at a higher level, because everybody's you know, praising him that first year at the end of the year, ready to build a statue for him, and rightfully so, because, you know, you ended Case's home career and his career. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, last year was a little rough, and now it's kind of back again. And, and he's a dude that just is always smiling, like always. It's incredible to me how positive a dude he is, but I think he really likes this team this year. And I think part of it is like these older dudes have come in and correct me if I'm wrong here, but they, they've had kind of a taste of losing and, and you had a taste of losing and understanding that like, okay, I could put up whatever numbers, yeah. but like nobody's paying attention. If, if we're empty not winning, stats. It's empty yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, I think us as a team, we all had a bad taste in our mouth. Like, we got guys from terrible, terrible situations, and I think <laughs> <laughs> bad situations. And we all just want to win, and I think that's just been what's helped us so much this year. And I think of all the teams I've been on in Carolina, this is the best listening team. Like, we do exactly what the coaches say and nothing more and nothing less. And I think the way we've been playing, we've been trying to keep everything simple, but getting out and having fun. And, I mean, the whole journey has been fun the whole time. And these guys give, like, the one thing that I was – and I think a lot of people will be surprised about it. I always thought you'd be more vocal on the court. And they said, like, you and RJ are not the most vocal dudes in, in timeouts and in huddles. Uh, but Cormac and Harrison have come in and helped out in that, in that and it's probably taking a little bit of pressure off you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they've been a great addition, especially Cormac, I think – he does the best job out of everybody, just firing us up. And I mean, he's been around for a long time. So, and I mean, it's his last year, so he knows what his stake, what's at stake. And I think all of us is just a sense of urgency this year that we all know we want to win and we have to win this year. And all our transfers have been great, and adding them has been good. Hey, are, are you as organized as Hunter, Mondo? Do you need a board behind you? Uh, like he has that tells him what to do every single day. I mean, listen, uh, I give him all the credit in the world. I've been trying to get my daughter to do this for, for a year and a half since she's been in college. But my guess is freshman Hunter probably didn't have that board. No, no, no chance. No chance. You got so you look at that board. What, 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 what's on the slate for today? What, what do we got? Uh, the board? We, have, we have the, we have the Jeff Goodman interview. <laughs> uh, we got the, we got the workout. Yep. At noon after this, and then uh, academics, and then treatment. Come on. What do you have for – either one of you, what do you have for academics these days? Let's be honest. The, the, the semester just started, Jeff. What you mean? It just started this week. What do you – My MBA, man. I'm getting my MBA, so so that's not easy. Do either <laughs> one of you actually step foot in the classroom anymore, or is it all online? Uh, oh, first semester. My first semester was in person, but now it's all online. I can't, I can't be walking to class and – in this degree, in this weather. Oh my God. It's gotta be brutal. Worse than Ann Arbor or no? Uh, Ann Arbor was ne never negative 10, but it was cold. Like the difference between here was like here, it really got to an extreme level. Ann Arbor was always like 20 degrees, no matter what, like maybe like 18, 19, but it never touched like 40 the whole winter. Is it I, I, no, no. 
Kansas is not colder in Michigan. I would, just that week was colder, but now gotcha. it's like 40s. It's pretty nice. But in Michigan, it was just like 20 degrees every day. <laughs> now, Mondo made the right call going to Carolina because you're not getting, you know, I'm down here in Charleston, you're not getting cold, cold weather. Like a little bit. You might get a day here or a day there. But it's still too cold for me. I love Florida. Bro, we were just at UCF. Oh, my gosh. It was like 75 degrees. Oh when I went to IMG, I loved that weather. It was the best. No, it's – I mean, even being here, I'm like – it's been like in the 50s most days in Charleston. been actually kind of cool. And, Mondo, I don't know if same thing in North Carolina this winter. Mm -hmm. It's been a little cool. And I'm like, next year when I do this, I might do a, a month in Charleston and then go a month in Florida or go like maybe to Arizona, something like that for a month. Arizona, wow. Aren't you a, you're an Arizona hater, right? I went to school there. I was watching, I went I was watching, not, not, I was Mondo, watching just, a podcast the other day. Mondo, he just don't like one person on Arizona, that's all. Yeah. He, <laughs> Caleb loves me now. What do you mean? He I been apologize to Caleb. I did. I, I apologize to Caleb. They Arizona, they look good. They went through a little tough stretch. They went through a little tough stretch, but uh, listen, there's no – okay, so let, let's get on the next topic here of dominant teams in college basketball. I think everybody's today ready to anoint like UConn as the number one team in the country, and they are number one in the poll, and they got big boy Donovan Klingon back, right? So everybody's got like UConn and Purdue, 1A, 1B – uh, and then kind of everybody else. Where where are you with that, Hunter? Like, do you buy into that at all at this point? Uh, I mean, like, I, I would say the one thing about, like, dominant teams not really being, like, it's not really clear who, who, who the dominant team is. I think it's just because, you know, partially the transfer portal, partially because of COVID. Like, you know, the, a lot of teams are older, and a lot of teams are still, like, um, developing. And so I think that's probably the reason why, you know, there's no dominant team, but I mean, I don't know how Kansas isn't in there. Um, you know, being sixteen and two, uh, one of the losses coming from Marquette, and the other one, you know, was a bad loss at UCF. But they just went on the road and beat Texas. Um, you know, we beat one of the teams uh, that you named, mind you. It was at home without you know one of their starters, but you know, I I, I still, it's like it's almost like people give you know credit for them losing to us. Well, because they played you tough without a key player at your place. So I do yeah, think. I mean, I mean, if you did that and you went to if if you went to their place without McCuller and played him to a one point game, I think sometimes we do that. You give you give that team that went into to the tough environment, and you give them more credit if they if they come within a point or or you know have a chance to win the game at the end. Like it's hard to win on the road. I mean, we hear that over and over and over and over, and it's like. Oh, hey, hey, and it's hard to win in Allen now. I'll tell you. Hey, hey not many teams He's going to Allen. What is I it, mean, a home and away with Kansas next year? That's going to be crazy. Then yeah. we go to Allen next year, and then Kansas comes to uh, the Dean Dome, that'll be – that's going to be great. Hey, hey, it's hard to win in Allen, Mondo. It's hard. But, no, I mean, like, UConn is a very good team, and they're definitely a top three team, top two team. Like, they are very good, especially when once they got clean back. Now, now that they're fully healthy, they're going to be, they're going to be a team that you know, you're going to have to play great to beat them. Uh, Cam yeah, Spencer, I like the other big too, though. I think when the other big is in, it's even more. I mean, because he puts so much pressure on the rim, like just how he rolls yeah. up the screens. I, 
I really like him. And there are two guards, bro. Spencer and Newton. And like those are two. Those are two players for sure. That's no, they're good. good. They're they're good. Listen, what Dan Hurley's done with that program to get it back and like they're set. They're set. Yeah. Thank you guys. I do like I do like Dan Hurley too. Like he is like he's 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 a coach. I don't know. I don't know if I can play for him in practice because I heard the practices are crazy. But for games, like that, that's a dude that like they he, he he's like you know that's that, that's a dude that you know you kind of want to play for. That's a dude that you know it, it seems like it, his players have fun playing for. Him. Hey, wh- where's your favorite place to walk into? Like you get booed mercilessly everywhere, right? I mean, I'd start in Bloomington uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Like everywhere now, you get absolutely crushed. Like, do you ever? Like, does anybody ever say anything, Hunter, that really, like, bothers you? Because you're still human at the end of the day. No, 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 no. no nothing could bother me now. Nothing. Like, you could say whatever. Because it's just like, what is the point of getting bothered, bro? Like, none, none of these guys are saying, like, they're saying it because they're sitting behind a couple rows of people and they know you're not going to do anything. So it's like, what is the point of getting bothered? I would say... You know, if if I could go back to one place and play again, it would be Michigan State. Like those those games were different. Obviously, like you know, <laughs> playing like those were just the best. Those were the best games. Like Indiana was always fun. Um, Wisconsin, I would love to play them again. Uh, but Michigan State, I would say, you know, that those were the best. Those were the best times. It was a great rivalry. Mondo, the, the the Carolina Duke thing is, I mean, again, like it's just insane. How do you even like if you had to describe that to Hunter? Like Michigan, Michigan say it's good, but like nothing's like Duke Carolina, right? I mean, it's just crazy. I think to me, I think it's a top two robbery in all the sports. Honestly, I mean, just playing it, I've been so fortunate because it's one of those things where you grow up as a kid and you watch it and you want to be a part of it, and then. Actually, being a part of it is crazy. And I mean, I think Duke fans are some of the chance they give you are ridiculous. But I mean, you gotta love it. And I mean, I respect the Duke side of it. NC State, that's where we have a lot of problems with. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, like they're, they're respect they're... for Duke, but then like NC State. I mean, you talk about a disrespectful fan base. Disrespectful. A lot of those, and, and I try to put out like the the list of the craziest Twitter fan base, and a lot of those are the ones that, you know, kind of like NC State, right? Are I mean, USC is ridiculous too, though. Don't get me, don't don't get it twisted. Our fan base, crazy, <laughs> crazy. They all are. I mean, listen, they all are. And there's one, there's one that stands alone from the rest. There's one that yes. who is actually no. Well, two the, the UConn people. UConn people were, but no, no. There's one that stands alone. The rest. Illinois Loki got an obnoxious fan base too. Hey, yeah. Hey, you read my mind. You think Illinois is number one? They have a strong fan base. They really do. Probably, you know, obviously, I know I'm own five. I know, I know I'm own five. But Daddy Brad, this fan base. This fan base hey, they suck. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm on five, so I'm on five. Jeff, give me a top three fan bases that give you the worst time. Like, what fan bases crush you the most? Me? Yeah, top three in order. I mean, I, I had to change my number years ago because Kentucky fans got it. <laughs> and then this year, 
what the hell happened? How about this story? This year, my number got leaked on Twitter. Some, I won't say the word, but you can fill in the blank, fan uh, put my cell phone on Twitter. And it happened to be, how about this? I'm going to a concert with my wife for her birthday that night. Okay? So we go into the concert, and it was in, like, New Hampshire, like a couple hours away from where I live in Boston. We went up, and uh, and there was no cell service. So I go into the concert. I'm like, fine. I come out of the concert. I think I had, like, 1,500 texts, and, like, my voicemail was completely full with people just absolutely crushing me. I mean, like, I still get it to this day. Like, if I take a shot at any fan base or whatever, my number is out there, and they're just going to find it and just start. Like, I thought about changing my number again, but I figured, like, it would get a little better. And it would also make me think about crushing people a little bit more now, which really hasn't done. Hey, there's one fan base. I don't know why. I don't know how. But when uh, – what was it? When did we play Oklahoma State? It was on – what's today? Uh, we played on, on Tuesday for some reason. All my Twitter feed was Indiana fans and like making memes for the Purdue game. That is one of the most funny fan bases. I got to give them a shout out. They they were they were posting some hilarious stuff on that timeline. That they they they're, they're pretty funny. Hey, isn't your take? Because my take on this is like, all right, listen. If you do something creative to kill me or make fun of me. Like, I used to retweet that shit all the time. Like, that's fun. Like, go ahead. Be creative. Don't call me, like, Jeff Badman or don't call me ugly or whatever. <laughs> Jeff Badman's yeah, kind of funny, Jeff. I and, like, if you go after my daughter, we're done. Like, we're done. Like, like I'm going to track you down and find out who you are and where you work. And, like, that's it. Like, you go after my family, it's over. You say whatever you want about me. I don't give a shit. So, I would say, Carol, uh, Kentucky's one. Um, and part of it is, again, you guys know, for me, I'm going to I'm gonna say the good and I'm going to say the bad. And, like, fans just don't like to hear that. They just want to hear the good for the most part. So I think you say um, what a lot of people in the media won't say or are too scared to say. So I think yeah, like, you get a lot of hate, too. I, I just feel like, you know what, like, who wants to hear somebody that's vanilla about everything? Yeah. So It's no fun. Like I, when I'm when I'm watching, like I don't know NFL. I I, I watch it. I want to find somebody like Dan Orlovsky who's going to give me the the truth about the NFL. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't want somebody that's just going to give me something that I'm not going to learn from. You know, and, and and coach speak. Too many people. I think too many people in college basketball media are coach speak. You know, the former coaches are that way because they want to get back in or they want to take care of their friends or whatever, uh, whatever. Uh, sure. All right. Hey, Hunter, can, can we make a, an announcement today and you coming back to school for another year? <laughs> Next year? I heard it. Listen, there's a chance. Is there not? I mean, Mondo came back. He did it. Isn't there like we're not closing the door completely on you coming back, are we? No, the, the 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 extra year is, is is there for a reason, and so there's definitely the door is the door is open for it. What what would it what would it take? Like, um, like if you win it all, is that one where you're like, all right, I'm out. Like, I can't accomplish anything else. Like, 
or is it just a question of at the end of the year you evaluate kind of you know maybe go through the, the i don't know i can't remember how many times you can go through the draft process how many times you guys have gone through it already but what what would it take for you to you think come back for another year yeah um i think i think it would have a lot to do with the team success um you know obviously if we win it all uh you know there, there's there's not many more times you know when you get to leave on the highest of highs and so um you know that would probably be you know one of the ways like i think team success would have a lot to do with it um and just kind of how i'm feeling in the moment because you know college is fun i've had a ton of fun in college and that's one of the main reasons why you know i've stayed because i could have left you know after my freshman year but college i do enjoy it you know like and obviously playing for coach self and playing in allen field house for another year that would be pretty special but um you know, I also do feel like, you know, staying these four years has got me really ready. So if I were to leave, I feel like I'd be ready enough now at, the, at this stage of my career. So uh, I'm glad I don't have to make the decision yet. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to have fun this last couple months and then, you know, reevaluate, reevaluate, like you said, over the season. Manda, how, how when you look back at your decision to come back for another year. And again, you guys get ripped on all the time. You're like, you're, you know, 28 years old, like I make fun of you for. But um, when you look back at that decision, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I'm glad I came back. I'm glad just to get this level of success we've had so far. It's been everything I wanted. And I think with just, I mean, to the state of North Carolina, the university, like I couldn't have left on that note. Like it was no chance I would have left on that note. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Mondo mentioned, I think, earlier what he would change about college basketball. Um, I want both of you to kind of go into that a little bit more on if if I gave you the keys to the sport, Hunter, what would you change? Like, what are the one or two things that come to mind that, you know, Mondo said, like, transfers? And it's funny because, like, you did it. You did it, and it's obviously paid off at the highest level, but it has gotten a little bit out of control in terms of the amount and the fact that every team it feels like is a work in progress early. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I, everybody wants to say bad things about the portal. And obviously like, you know, it's, it's not a good thing when you have so many people in the portal, but obviously, you know, I can't be a hypocrite because, you know, I was one of the, I was one of the names this year. Um, but, you know, coaches, coaches can leave, you know, whenever they want. And, and, you know, there's really no, kind of backlash for him for the most part. You know, sometimes, it, like, if a low major guy, he wins, and like, if he goes in, you know, the NCAA tournament and gets to a sweet 16, and then he takes a bigger job, everybody congratulates him. Everybody's happy for him. But then, 
you know, when the players wanted to do that, oh, they're selfish, you know, they, they're selfish for wanting to, you know, do something better and, and go to a better spot and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, there's definitely like two sides to every coin and um, for the transfer portal. But uh, if I were to change a rule, um, I would like the, I would like for NCAA basketball to go to quarters. I think, you know, I think the quarter system, I feel like with halves, you know, the game just goes by so fast for me, like, you know, one half down two halves. I feel like the quarters, um, and it just gives like a team's more breaks. I think, you know, like, you know, the end of the third quarter, you get that break um, to go into the fourth quarter. I think that would be, you know, something that I would like. I like that. Because that, like, at bas the college basketball is the only sport that has that, you know, that two halves for basketball. And men's, just men's. Yeah, just men, yeah. Right. Mondo, what else? I would really say the transfer portal. I like the stuff that they're doing with the NIL. Like, they're ready to start allowing the schools to pay and stuff. But really, for me, I just figure out a way, like, to make the transfer portal, like, somewhat not as, like, hectic in a sense. Well, do you like that guys can – because, again, what, what held it back before, was that guys had to sit out and the NCAA just never was steadfast about it, right? It was like, oh, we'll give a waiver to this guy and maybe to this guy and, you know. Um, I just think now, it needs to be consistent because I feel like people will be in the same situation, but one guy will get a waiver over another person. Like, and it's just... Well, because anybody, anybody can claim mental health, mental health nowadays and it's like you can't prove that there wasn't mental health, but it's like, oh, my mental health. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you kind of have to give it to them, but it's like, can you really prove that, you know, they were dealing with some stuff you can't? What, what, 20 years from now, guys, what are you doing? Your NBA careers are over. Start, start with you, Hunter. What do you want to be doing? Uh, I, you know, I think after, um, I definitely want to get into, you know, commentating or being an analyst. Um, you know, like I love basketball. I love talking about basketball. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to do a podcast was because I love talking about the game, especially the college game, because, you know, it's I feel like, you know, it's it's just so fun to talk about. And there's not enough people talking about it, um, but also coaching. I feel like I, I definitely want to get into coaching at some point, too. I don't know what what level, because it's like, man, I don't know if I could do the college year round thing. I don't know if I could do the high school. I don't know, maybe AU something, but. Um, I feel like I got a lot to give back Stevens. to Kings. You, you could be the next Keith Stevens. Yeah, yeah. After, after, after Jamil. Right, right, after Jamil's he can do it. Yeah. I say for me, I probably, first I'll probably be about 350 pounds 20 years from now because I like to eat a lot. But running like a Fortune 500 company, you know, I think my end goal probably is to be like a president of an NBA team or even a commissioner or I mean, a president of some type of company or some form and probably just, I don't know, donating to UNC. Yeah. You listen, oh you should never leave Chapel Hill. Yeah. You know, when you're 20 years from now, you should just be back. You should buy a house now. Yeah. With your NIL money, buy a house now. Cause it'll be worth, listen, that's the, the, the one thing I regret not buying a house 20 years ago, I'd be, uh, I'd be in really good shape right now for, mm -hmm. for uh, how much prices have gone up over the years. Um, so buy a house now with your NIL, save your money, pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Have you paid your taxes from last year? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of all the taxes you got to pay? 
Man, it's too don't make sense. It don't make sense. Being wrong. It sucks being a grown-up, doesn't it? Yes, it does. 100%. Right? It's not a lot of fun. All that money coming in, you got to put some away. Put some Jeff, away I got a question for you. I'm actually yeah. curious. Um, can you give me, like, top three games you've ever, like, watched? Atmospheres you've been a part of? So, I would say, to me, Duke is different for me. Because as a media person in a lot of places now, we get sent upstairs because obviously the the, the money people now sit yeah. down low. The great thing about Duke is, you know, again, you're in it. You're mm -hmm. in it. Like we're literally in front of, we're in that first row, center court. Um, we got people hitting us. Like I got to climb over the table to get in sometimes. Yeah. So like I, I love the Duke Carolina game. Is elite. But I'm Louis saying like Kentucky. a specific game, like a specific three specific games where yep. you were somewhat not even as focused on doing your job. You got got lost into the game. Yeah, I mean, when I was a student at Arizona, UCLA broke their I think it was a 71 game home uh, winning streak. Don McLean came in and put up 40. Man, were you there? Were you there when Lou Alcindor was playing or no, something? Screw you. Screw you, Bo. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't answer that. 71. I knew I shouldn't answer that. Uh, one of my favorite games, guys, honestly, I'll tell you what, a lot of it for me, like, I love some of those mid-major games. I love them because they're, like, different, right? So when I went, I went to a Butler game at Southern Illinois. It was Brad Stevens. I think it was his, like, seventh game as a head coach. And they win a game on a 40-footer from uh, A.J. Graves was his name. Hits a 40-footer for Butler to win it. And Brad Stevens, literally, it's his seventh game as a head coach. He goes over, and just like he was with the Celtics, no emotion, just goes over and shakes the coach's hand. Like, and the place was just awesome. Like, I kind of love those, like, hidden gem-type places. Oh, BCU, that, the Seagull Center? I grew up there. I love it. Awesome. Some of the best awesome. games we did there. I was there for the, the shock of smart Brad Brad Stevens when Butler came into VCU when they were both like considered the golden boys, right? Mm. And they were staying at their places, uh, and, and and nobody could get them uh you know to to a high major. All right, so my my the best one I've ever been at, the best atmosphere I've ever been at, and you guys will appreciate this, was two years ago when Chris Beard went back to Lubbock. He was at Texas and he went back to Lubbock. I have never seen anything like this ever, ever. The hatred that was spewed upon Chris Beard when he walked in surrounded by five cops. And I was there the day before. I thought they were going to tip his bus. Like they were, they were leaving the night before from, from practice. And I'm telling you, it was late at night. It was dark. The bus had to kind of reverse out of the ramp and they surrounded the bus and there had to be a thousand at least kids oh my and God. i was like and i could see beard's face in the <laughs> front window the passenger side of the bus and like his eyes were like holy yeah. shit like these dudes could tip it and uh <sighs> and their fans were i mean they were trying to get me to shotgun a beer up on a on a on a it was like a huge like they were they were like beer trucks and food trucks. It's a great atmosphere. Like it is. I'll give them credit. They're nuts there. And I'm going to, I'm telling you, I'm leaving Charleston here in a week from Friday to get back for, I think what will be something similar, which is Ed Cooley's return 
to Providence. Oh, man. I wish I could be there for that one. Oh, my God. This is going to be, like, elite level, kind of like that. Now, the student section isn't quite as big in Providence. Like, it's like 5,000 at Texas Tech. It's small, but only in numbers. And those dudes can get after That's the drink. Crazy. Providence, they got a, are they solid this year? No, neither team's great. Providence is Bryce Hopkins went down, so they've struggled since. He oh, went he down. Is going Georgetown's terrible. Hunter thought about going to Georgetown. Yeah, because I mean, home man. Like I, I, I really did want to go home because, uh, like yeah. you know, I feel like you know trying to put on for the city. So that's why Georgetown and Maryland uh, were in my final schools. But I just felt like it wasn't the right time. Like if it was Georgetown three years from now. Sure. I mean, because I love it. Because Cooley will get it going. Cooley's the yeah. yeah Cooley, yeah. In three years, bro, they're gonna be a tournament team. Cooley's gonna have it running for totally. sure. Cooley's just and the the type of duty is. And then Maryland, I just felt like you know it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time. Are Maryland you bar, hated bar, you, bar, right? What's that? I thought Maryland hated you though. Yeah, but they no, they 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 they, they started loving the man once I uh, was considering him. So it's yeah, you could change a fan base. You can flip a fan base. I, I did it at Texas Tech within a week. They hated me, and then they loved me. When, and now they hate me again. But but you can flip a fan base fairly quick. Absolutely, if you lean in. All right, listen. I, I know you guys got big things for today. Uh, Hunter's got you know. On on his board, Mondo. He's got he's got plenty of things to do today. So I'm gonna let you guys go. But uh appreciate you doing this. Like I said, uh, you guys make college hoops fun. You do. And and you know, there, there's a lot of negative things said about college basketball. Uh maybe said about you guys. Uh, but I'll always go to Matt for you guys. You play hard, great teammates, you do it the right way. Uh the fact that you're both in the mix right now to get back you know, get to a final four is kind of cool. It'd be cool if you guys played each other in the final four this year, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. That'd be a fun one. All right. Well, listen, maybe we'll do it again in a month. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll pull off one more in a month. If I didn't get into too much trouble with this one and, uh, and your boy, uh, your boy from Barstool okays it. Um, all right. As long as he okays it. We got to get you back there. We got to get you back on there. I'm, I'm, well, I'll probably see. Yeah, how about that? Let's do that next time. Let's get Marty Mush on here. Like, let's do it and let's get like Marty Mush and let's let's do yeah. that. Next time we'll bring in Marty with me. All right, we'll bring up we'll bring up Marty. May, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. we'll see. <laughs> All right, be be good, boys. Be good, and uh, we'll talk soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.